This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Well, you, when we went into free agency, we were, we were really targeting Darquez and, and Rashad Melvin. Darquez was a, a guy that we went after first because we did know he had some inside ability that if we ever needed it, we could use it, even though we have Trey Hernan and DJ there that can play in that spot. But we felt like it would be good to have a guy that was versatile like that. Darquez uh, deal was not going to happen. Uh, that's when we said, let's secure ourselves and get Rashad, and, and, and that's what we did. That's General Manager Dave Caldwell on a call with the media today. Pre-draft luncheon turns into pre-draft Zoom. And, uh, by the way, courtesy of the Jags and uh, Papa John's, they delivered some pizza to the media uh, as well uh, that participated because it's usually a luncheon. So Mm -hmm. uh, that was a very nice gesture on the Jaguars' part. Brent Bartnow, Austin Lane, Coos here on... A Thursday edition of Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We are a week away from the draft, which is pretty cool. How is this going to go down? Talk a little bit about what uh, Dave Caldwell said about the logistics of it. I didn't sound too nervous, but did hint that he has some angst over one part of the draft. So uh, we'll get to that part uh, in a little bit. Uh, a little wrestling talk later in the program. We got a question. Uh, about wrestling, and they had some big news yesterday. Uh, so talk about that for a couple moments. College football and how much money they could lose. That's on the way here in the 5 o'clock hour. We also, uh, golf is opening back up for business, at least on the calendar now. There's still a lot of time between now and then for that to change. But they've at least laid out a schedule. And when fans could return to the game, but when golfers will return to the game, at least a plan uh, is in place. We'll get to that part of it as well. And we've got a game with uh, Martin Buckley from Palm Beach Autographs. We tried this last week, had some fun with it. We nailed it mm-hmm. during Masters Week. Oh, yeah. And what happens is Martin picks out a piece of memorabilia at Palm Beach Autographs in the Avenues Mall. Mm-hmm. And we have to play. We did 10 questions. So we had 10 questions to try to figure out what it is. Yeah. Now, you get to play along as well. Yeah. And if we are stuck, we'll take a break and then come back and try to get your responses, too. Sure. But last week, we nailed it so much that it was worthless to do that. So here's what I think we do this time, though, Brent. I think we did a great job last time. Too easy for us. I say we we add a little weight to our backs, right? We add a little resistance, and this time it's only yes or no questions. Okay. Fair enough. Cool. Yeah. I like it. Maybe it's what we should have done anyway. I know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I've been yeah. watching so much Chicago PD, I'm getting good at this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Brent's all in on Chicago PD. Uh, I don't have a choice, man. The yeah. kid's watching it Is nonstop. That, that's Tom Selleck? Or not? No, no, no. That's, that's Blue Bloods. And, there's so many like blue so bloods, many. Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. <laughs> yeah, it's just there's a lot of stuff going on. Okay. All right, so breaking news, by the way, Justin, and uh, we're a sports show, but I, I want to keep you up to date because I think this does impact a lot of people. Uh, and the beaches are reopening in Duval County. And there's a bit of a catch here mm. uh, on it. So let me just get to the exact thing so I, I share this right. Uh, City of Jacksonville has tweeted out beaches and parks in Duval County will reopen tomorrow at 5 p.m. with certain restrictions. Beaches will only be open from 6 a.m. until 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. until 8 p.m. So two different segments of the day. The beaches will be open in Duval County. I haven't seen anything on St. John's County yet or the rest of Florida. That could be happening. I just haven't seen it. But uh, 
make sure you check uh, actionnewsjacks.com and wokv.com uh, and, and see what the latest exactly is if you want to go out to the beaches. But again, 6 a.m. to 11 a.m., 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. So there's really two segments of the day. And you can tell by the times that they're really trying to avoid sunbathing on the beach Correct. and the mobs of people that might do that because 11 to 5, it's off limits. But they're also opening it up to swimming and surfing at your own risk and also the ability to go exercise, which a lot of people have said, why can't we go out there and run, mm-hmm. walk? Surfers have said, gosh, can there be any more social distancing? <laughs> Closest thing I, I'm near is a fish or a turtle or maybe a shark. Yep. Um, and so I think uh, maybe that's part of the reason they're opening it up. Now, again, I'm just getting this. I haven't seen a lot on it. Uh, so if you want more information, go to actionnewsjacks.com or uh, wokv.com. You can watch on CBS 47 and Fox 30 right now until 7 o'clock. Uh, and also check out WOKV on 104.5. Also, this uh, city of Jacksonville golf courses will reopen during normal operating hours, but individuals must follow social distancing requirements. No overnight camping at Hannah or Huguenot Park. Permitted playground amenity usage must follow social distancing requirements. No organized group activities are permitted. This includes picnics or gatherings, team sports, or any type of group activity. All park restroom facilities will remain closed. Pavilions and picnic areas will remain closed. So those are some of the bullet points uh, of this order. Uh, and I guess it was handed down by Governor Ron DeSantis. The executive order essential activities include the following. Uh, participating in recreational activities consistent with social distancing guidelines, such as walking, biking, hiking, fishing, running, swimming, taking care of pets and surfing. And golf courses had remained open anyway, so I guess that's not why it's listed uh, in there. Hopefully that helps. Beaches are open, but with restrictions. Uh, that is the latest news coming out of uh, the state of Florida, the city of Jacksonville here in uh, Duval County as well. All right, let's get back to talking sports. Mm-hmm. And since we're on that kind of wavelength anyway, uh, PGA Tour delivers their schedule. Mm-hmm. They're going to go like three or four weeks, I think, all the way up until the John Deere Classic without fans. Do you like the idea? Is it premature? Did PGA Tour have to do this, kind of set this in motion where they say, hey, June 11th, the Colonial, we're coming back? Uh, do you like the idea that they, they put it out there for people, even though there's not going to be fans yeah. for the first month? Uh, I'm not mad at that just from a business standpoint, obviously, if you can televise it, um, you know, you can make some money off it. And let's be honest, if people are at golf courses right now, possibly listening to the show, um, you know, like they're out there doing their thing. So to be a professional golfer, it's got to be hard to be like, well, I can go practice my sport i can go conduct my sport but i can't do it on a big stage because you know i love the crowds and of the people so i think it's fine by the pj tour i have zero problem with it obviously maybe like the, the the tv side of it may be a little more basic just from the standpoint of you can't have hundreds of people on the golf course taking you know this footage and this live shot of it but overall man it's it's golf and people are golfing every single day so might as well bring it back and um, you know, it, it's good for business, obviously. It's good for whoever's going to televise it. It's good for the players. Yeah, so that will happen. When we had Billy Horschel on uh, in, last week when we were talking about local golf and celebrating during Masters Week, he had mentioned that he thought the tour, he thought a decision was coming soon. Mm-hmm. And he was on the players' advisory committee or council, however they officially call it. And he also said they'll give him a good heads up. To kind of get back, I think it was Jim Furyk who said, you know, I'm not having done anything really, but they'll give us a few weeks to make sure we know when 
everything's going down. Well, they've given them ample time to get ready, you know, get your body in shape, get your game back in shape. And, and also, you can decide if you want to play or not. If you don't agree with them opening up, don't play. Yeah. Like, that's the good thing about PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, different than I mean, you, you don't have that luxury if it's Major League Baseball and say, hey, we're going to go play in Arizona and Florida and you got to do it yeah. uh, And golf. You kind of do. You can pick your spot if you want to. Now, there could be some ramifications of that, but you get to at least uh, pick your spot and, and do so. So golf is at least on the horizon coming back. But I mean, think about it now. They released that schedule. That's June 11th, where there'll be the first round of the Colonial in Texas. That's 56 days away. I think I saw mm-hmm. we're talking two months away. I mean, how much changes in two months? Are we still like this in two months? A lot of questions to be answered. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of questions, and and no one, you know, they have like no one has the crystal ball to predict it correctly. So you, all you can do is you hope for the best, you remain optimistic, and um, you know, from the PGA Tours standpoint, it's like I said. I mean, in terms of social distancing, it doesn't probably get any better than the sport of golf. So. Um, obviously, they're covering all their bases. Obviously, they're trying to wait to see how the climate does um, change. But I think overall, it's it, it's big for golf, and they're going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to get to, since we're on it, and uh, we're going to bring Martin into the conversation. Why not? We're going to do a game here in a moment. Uh, but we were so good last time, we only needed like three minutes for that. <laughs> uh, Martin Buckley from Palm Beach Autographs. How's the little dude a couple weeks in? What's up, guys? He's doing good. Uh, Julia's walking around with him right now. We got... This kid is going to be so mothered, man, between the three of them. (laughs) By the way, you do have to give our best to the girls and and mom, of course, because we don't want to forget about them. The little guy gets all the attention. I understand. Now, we don't care if we forget about you, Buckley, but we don't want to forget about the rest of the family. Yeah, I'm chopped liver. They're the stars of the show for sure, man. You guys know how it is. You guys had a big birthday party last night. Yeah, we did. Uh, I don't know about big, but we did have a bit of a birthday party. It was funny. (laughs) Here, yeah, I'll tell you a quick story about the birthday party, okay? They're going to be fifth, they're 15. And, uh, Holy cow. And so I don't, again, you guys know me. Uh, I've said it on the show before. I'm not a big birthday party guy. Yeah. Me neither. But I understand that some people are, and that's okay. I respect that. Mm-hmm. Well, Kaylee kind of getting excited about the birthday, but also a little like, yeah, what are we going to do for the birthday? We can't really do anything. Mm-hmm. We can't have friends over. We can't do any of that stuff. I'm not saying we would have thrown this huge party anyway, but it just does feel a little bit different. Sure. Now, Ty, Ty's kind of a little bit like me. I don't even think he would have cared if anybody said happy birthday to him. Ty's just like me, man. He doesn't care. Shout out to him. Kaylee kind of cares. So anyway, we hold off. We're like, yeah, we didn't get you guys anything. We couldn't. You know, it's supposed to be in California. Yeah. uh, And we're not going to California. Bummer. We didn't get you anything. Kaylee's starting to get a little, like, pissed off about it. Oh, yeah. He didn't get us anything. Yeah. Uh, So, like, at 9 o'clock or whatever, we end up uh, giving him a few presents. Yeah. And so, uh, actually, Kuz helped give me the idea for this little pitch game, pitch and putt game. You can play inside. Yep. Uh, so we got Ty that. Uh, it was a little knockoff of your version Get because your version was a little expensive. But it's basically <laughs> like a one hole with golf. It's thought that counts. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so we got Kaylee like a card game. And then Steph found this thing that you can play like in like a pool or something. Okay. Um, and it's basically like a poker table. Nice. So you can play cards. Kids like playing cards. Yeah. And not poker really, but they like yeah, playing cards. No, that's cool. <laughs> and, uh, and so it floats. Yeah. You know, you put a drink in there if you want, so you yeah. play with adults or kids or whatever. Yeah. But the cards are waterproof. That's awesome. All right. So they try the cards out, and they put <laughs> them in the water, and they really are waterproof. 
Cool. And it was like the most amazing thing <laughs> two 15-year-olds had ever seen. Right? That cards were waterproof. waterproof cards? I What's mean, next? Flying cars, man? <laughs> I mean, all the stuff. What a world. What a world we live in. Yeah. You know? Like, hey, Martin, your, your two-week-old would be as amazed as our 15-year-olds were. <laughs> 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 it was wild. It's just so fun. That's what I love about my kids sometimes. Yeah. The simple things. Just the, the little simple things they can they can appreciate. Yeah. I like that. Well, and listen, I mean, your kids are 15 years old, Brent. They can play poker. It's okay. I, I'm reminded of, of when, I, when I was six years old, I went to this daycare in Stevens Point, about 30 minutes away where the Jaguars did their training camp, right? Back in 95. And to be fair, this daycare... Didn't maybe have the top brass working at it, okay? It was a bunch of college kids that were kind of burnt out and needed some extra money. <laughs> With that being said, one one of the days... Explains everything. Well, yeah, well, one of the days, one of the chaperones named Ian, by the way, and... You know, with a name like Ian, you can imagine what he looks like. Long hair, kind of a hippie. Actually taught me how to play blackjack and gamble with it. So imagine my mom's surprise when I get in the car after daycare. I get in the car, and she goes, how was your day? I'm like, I learned how to play blackjack and gamble. And she was uh, probably had a little talk with Ian the following day as well. That is, so, that's tremendous. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, before we get to the game, Martin, hopefully you have a couple yeah. of minutes because I'm all over the place. But we're just talking about sports reopening uh, potentially, and, and uh, the beaches are reopening tomorrow to some degree around here. Also, uh, the golf schedule is out. Well, college football is really interesting. I know you're a big college football guy. Uh, yeah. How about this, okay? Listen to this quote from uh, USA Today. At stake is at least $4.1 billion in fiscal year revenue for the athletics departments at just the 50-plus public schools and the Power Five conferences, an average of My more goodness. than $78 million per school. You know, when we say at some point this is going to come down to economics, the college scene, college football especially, might be the biggest proponent of that. See, NFL, I think I saw Darren Ravel, and I don't know how accurate this was, but I'm pretty sure it's accurate and it makes sense, that college football relies on 75% of its revenue coming from tickets. <laughs> In the NFL, 15% of its revenue comes from tickets. You took that tweet right out of my mouth. I was about wow. to reference that. Didn't that blow your mind? It really did. Now, I've always known because of the TV deals that the NFL really doesn't need to have packed stadiums to still make money. I, yeah. So I knew it was less, but I didn't realize 75%. That's a huge number. And so yeah. what really this revolves around, Martin, is not only can they get back to playing football and will they play football if other kids are not allowed on campus would you do that just for football players or other sports but also would you even do this if you're not going to put fans in the stands considering all the revenue really comes from those fans in the stands yeah i don't think college football is gonna risk it i really don't i think the good the good sport to watch right now and kind of see what they're doing, at least what I've been following, is you've been paying attention to what Major League Baseball has been doing, right? Oh, yeah. I feel like they're kind of the leaders right now, and they're kind of setting the tone for everyone else in terms of really logistically how you might pull something off. They're having a hard time making that happen, and they're talking about just playing in Florida and just playing in Arizona. So how are we going to pull off these games all over the place? I just – I don't know. I it's the risk reward type thing, and I don't know if there's going to be enough reward for the risk. How about you play college football? I know it's Murray State. It wasn't uh, Alabama, or but still, you know the the scene in college football, Austin. I yeah. mean, can you play that game? You know, professional sports has a corporate level to it. It's a corporate entity to it. College football, 
while it does, doesn't feel like it. If you know what I mean. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you're right, but at the same time, I see the SEC network. I see the Big Ten network. I mm-hmm. see the ACC network. That screams corporate to me, right? Like, yeah, if you're a college kid, you're obviously you're playing for the passion and the joy of the game, and it's probably one of the purest forms of football you're ever gonna find is going to a, you know a stadium on a Saturday, tailgating and checking your you know your team out. So I get that, Brent, but at the same time, it is all about the money, right? And I think if you look at those you know reports and everything, and you stand to lose that much money. It just it really does make you wonder if they pull the plug on it. Just think about this, guys, okay? Uh, and this will put it in a nutshell. If you're not familiar with maybe the finances and what goes on at Florida State or, or Florida or elsewhere, and, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, my view of it is like, what are we talking about here? These guys have plenty of money. They're building these million-dollar facilities. They're spending hundreds mm-hmm. of millions on stadiums. They've got, they're paying $8 million a year for coaches. Mm-hmm. They've got money, money, money. But money adds up, and losing money adds up. And just think about mm-hmm. it for the Florida-Georgia game. Georgia-Florida, for those listening on that side. The, the <laughs> Think about that game, neutral site game in Jacksonville, with no fans, and this place not buzzing for the three days, four days prior to how much money the city of Jacksonville makes, which I think is in like the $30, $35 million uh, economic impact that game is here. It might even be more. I mean, that game in a nutshell kind of puts it in perspective if you didn't have fans. I mean, would you even play that in Jacksonville if you're not going to have fans, Martin? No, I don't think you do. And it's to your point, man, it's crazy. You guys set up there like a week out before the event last year, right, down at Tailgate City? Yes, we did. I mean, you think about that whole week being stripped away. I I don't see how you can... If you're gonna if you're gonna play the games and you're not gonna have fans, you don't. I don't think you bring that game to Jacksonville. Well, yeah, and keep in mind as well, Brent. These are student athletes. Okay, that's you know it's one yeah. phrase. If you take away the student part and kids aren't going back to school yet, but you're concerned about football games, what kind of message is that sending to everybody? Okay, yeah, yeah. and I get it. You know, great, like great point. Everyone splits them up. I get it. Some people go to school to play football. I understand that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm not that naive. But I'm just saying where it's hard to justify having those kids on campus, staying in their dorms, going through football, if there aren't kids on the campus going to school. Simple as that. It's hard to justify losing a $78 million check, too. Well, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll find a way to play games this year some way or another, I think, in college football. It just might come later than uh, normal. By the way, Nicole Auerbeck, somebody, Josh Baker just sent me this tweet uh, and and kind of piggybacked off Darren Ravel. And, and she said, again, so I don't know this. These are just tweets being – I'm just sharing them. Uh, th- she said, those numbers of 75 and 15, not true for college football. Ballpark figures for college football revenue varies by conference, but 25 to 30 35% is TV, 25% is tickets, 15 to 25% is donations, and the last 25 is split among everything else. And that's okay, too, but if you take the 25% of tickets and even say 25% in donations, well, donations mm-hmm. are going to be way down you know, yep. in this economic time. So uh, the point is still pretty valid. The NFL can operate without fans more so than college football, however you want to present the numbers, uh, so it's fascinating. All right, we brought Martin Buckley in. He's probably got to change a diaper soon, so let's get to this real quick. Uh, Palm Beach Autographs, the idea here is when you look at your store and the Avenues Mall and you kind of pick an item out, we don't know the item, and we have to play 10 questions to try to guess the item. We were so good at this last week that Austin has added just yes or no questions to 
the questioning for you. We yeah. ready? I, I made it too easy last week. I made it tougher this week. Okay, that's all right. Am I going first or you go first? You go first. Button up, boys. All right, Martin, is this an individual sport? This is a uh, – so just yes or no, right? Yes or no. No. So it's a team sport, Brent. See, see what I did there? I'm taking notes. Very good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so I can't – is this a male sport? Or a male um, athlete? Because it could be well, both. Well, is, oh. it, is this uh, – this, yeah, it's, it's oh, good. my God. I already messed this up. Oh, no. Is it males or females that are uh, uh, playing this? It's a yes or no question. That's why I said, is oh. this males? Okay. Is it, is it, <laughs> is is it a male? male or not? <laughs> <Yeah>. There <you laughs> <go>. <laughs> I'm bad at this game. It is, uh, it's boys and girls can play this sport. Okay. <laughs> wow, that really narrows it down, Brent. Thank you. Yeah. You ready to guess now, Austin? <laughs> I, I thought I was. I mean, maybe just ask him, is this a, a guy? Yes or no? That's what you should ask him. I should have asked that. It's okay. Yeah, I it wrong. Hey, it's keep, all about the way I ask the question. You, you just keep playing the game your way, I'll keep playing it my way. Martin. <laughs> so the, 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 the piece of... I guess the item, because I don't know what it could be Remember, picture. Really? Yeah, maybe we'll call it. Yeah, we'll call it that. Is this sport play? Okay, I got. Is this sport played indoors? Yes. Oh, I'm just narrowing it down, Brent. Go, go ahead and ask them what color their hair is or something. But like, go ahead and just make it so generic, please. <laughs> Does this sport have a ball? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it could be hockey. You never know. <laughs> uh, okay. What do you got, Brent? Indoor sport. Um, so it's basketball. It could be boxing. All right. Yeah, boy, I saw Hearns and uh, Hagler yeah. from '85 today Ooh, on Twitter. That right. was unbelievable. Man, Hagler was uh, a dude. All right, so indoors. Um. Uh, okay, let's see. Team sport, remember? A team sport indoors. Um. <laughs> Here comes the choke. Taking way too long. This is radio gold. <laughs> Taking way too long. Uh, uh, is uh, I can't do over under. Uh, are there more than ten participants at a time? No. Less than ten participants. Nice, nice question. Well, ten or less, right? Yeah, ten or less. Yeah. No. Ten or less. So there's so, so there's ten or less. So it's basketball can be ten. Yeah. Well, maybe ask eleven next time, or I mean nine next time, then, <laughs> right? Because it could be a lot of things. So once again, doesn't really okay. Is this? Do you um, know how many? See, this takes away like volleyball. Can't okay. be volleyball. Okay. I'll, I'll, thank you, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not. This is not cartoon. Well, in that case, if volleyball's out. Well, then let's just go ahead and narrow it down. The great, the great part about that is I said that with all seriousness. Dude, this is like we're playing, uh, what's that game where you put the, the, the characters down the faces? Guess who or whatever? You keep asking, like, is the guy wearing a blue hat? Like, I don't, maybe? All right. So, all right, we have ten more, six right. more questions. So here's my question. Is there physical contact in the sport? Um, physical contact. It's not allowed, but there is. Basketball, it's right? got to be basketball yeah. or like yeah, well, soccer. I, well, I was leaning towards like tennis or something. Yeah, because tennis, but I would consider most people would say tennis is outside. So I think we're leaning. Oh, yeah, basketball. you're right. Okay, basketball. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> How about this? Are, are there. Careful now. 
<laughs> is there a basket? Yes. Okay. Okay. There we go. So this might be basketball then. Yeah, I think it's definitely basketball. <laughs> we have four Not underwater questions. basket weaving. <laughs> so we have four more questions. Man. Does this does this piece of memorabilia come from the professional ranks? Yes. Okay, so NBA. Okay. Uh, hey, Brett, remember, hey, remember because that, that, the Chicago Bulls thing's coming out this weekend. I know it. Okay, well, let's just keep that in mind. Does this... <laughs> is this um, something a player would wear? Yes. That's a great question, Brent. Welcome back. So it's got to be a jersey. It's not going to be shorts. Or it can be shoes. It's going to be sneakers. Oh, man. Mm. Okay. Um, two more questions. Is that right? Two yeah, more? Three, <laughs> six, seven, eight. Make them, no, yeah. Okay. Make them more. good, boys. Oh, man. Has this player won multiple championships? Yes. Got to go MJ, Brent, right? I don't know. I mean, you got MJ jersey. Okay. Uh, it could be. You had to say the shoes thing because I'm thinking like Shaquille O'Neal's shoe or something. All right. Well, it's the last question, Brett. Make it a good one. Go and get Rachel if you have to. I'm just saying. <laughs> you got to ask if the guy's white or black. Or if, he, if he's black, go ahead, Brent. This is on you. Wait a minute, dude. We're what? talking basketball star, multiple championships. Hey, you think I'm going to ask if it's yeah, a white guy? That's a good point, Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> Steve Kerr? Come on, man. Show a little respect for John Stockton, maybe? Larry? Pete Maravich? I don't know. Pete? Larry Bird? Yeah, Larry Bird, exactly. All right. Okay. Don't go racial, then. <laughs> oh, I mean, can, you go ahead. You can got another one. No, go ahead. If you think you have a good one. Yeah, okay. I, I, I think I have a decent one. Is this person's jersey number, is the second number odd? Um, That's a deep question. Very nice. I'm trying to think. No. Even. Even. No Jordan. No Jordan, then. Take Jordan off the list, Brent. All right, so how do we want to do this? Do you want to just take a stab? Well, here's the thing. Did you see that last question? He had to think about it a little bit, as in this person might have had one or more jerseys. Kobe Bryant had multiple jerseys. 24 and 8. But they're both even. So I wonder if it's a Kobe Bryant piece. Oh, wait. Hold on. Oh, wait. Now he's going. They're, they're both even. They're There's both, a little hint. They're both even. Yeah, they're both even. I had it wrong. Did Shaq have multiple numbers? He, oh, for sure, dude. But Shaq was odd in, in Boston, wasn't he? I think it wasn't he 33 in Boston. Did he play in Boston? <laughs> he played in Boston. Yeah, didn't he? I'm pretty sure Shaq played in Boston for a little bit. Yeah, he, oh, he was 36 though. I don't, I don't think it's Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, Shaq. Hey, are you a Celtics <laughs> fan or not? You remember? <laughs> I don't remember, remember Shaq Shaquille O'Neal was on in Boston? Boston very well. Yeah, he was on. Yeah, he was on Boston. Um, and keep in mind, he's he also, was 32 most of the time. He, he was. That's 30, why he was 33 in Cleveland. It's an odd number. Ooh, does that change your answer at all, Martin? No. I. Yes. <laughs> you caught him. So here's the thing. Jersey or shoe? What do you guess, Jersey? What do you guess, shoe? Then one of you, you I've been right. to the store before. Okay, so you know what's up. I'm going to go with it is a Shaquille O'Neal Reebok Shaq Nose Jr. Uh, what is it? It's called the Shaq Noise Sneaker. Dude, I'm so... 
crazy impressed right now that y'all got that. It was a shoe? It's <laughs> yes. white. It's, it's white and black? Yes, it's the Reebok, Reebok Sh- Shack, Shack noise. noise. You knew what not the Shack noise is. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> how did I he, mean, how did hey, and the for the record, shoe. For, because for I the record, he up. said it. For the record, it. he said it at like eight. He said it at eight. He's like, is this like a Shack shoe? Yeah, I did say it at eight. Oh, Brent. That is elbow, who? Elbow, Brent. Elbow, there we go. Uh, I mean, I'm seriously really well impressed. Done. I'm there like, oh, they'll never get this one. Yep. That was good stuff. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we didn't do a great job. We had to get down to the Shewer jersey because there was wide did. open. You there took you a go, guess. Brent. There, there they are right there. Wow. Dude, that was a shoe back in the day, man. Yeah. How much? That's pretty. So where'd you get that item? Obviously from him. Does that, is that something? Yeah, so. Yeah, this is a sweet one. So he he has an exclusive with a company that we work with all the time, and they did a limited edition run. Did you find it? It's a it's a thousand dollars size twenty two Reebok pump. Yep, it's awesome. It just every time I look at it's it's funny. It's one of those things that like there's a couple items in the store that I hope never sell because every time people come in, they see the shack shoe and then they go get people and bring them in because it's like comically big. It looks fake. <laughs> That's awesome. That and is. every time I see it, it just makes me think of my childhood because we can all remember being a kid and the Reebok pumps coming out yeah, yeah. and Shaq being the man. See, so actually I got it wrong a little bit because I said it was the Shaq noses one or whatever like that. The Shaq noses were like the, the black and like um, checker ones right here, Brent. But okay. the ones he's referring to are actually the pumps. But, I was still I mean, impressed with your it. shoe detail. That yeah, was impressive. It. It, was it was a lot of it. different shoes. It's yeah. like golf balls. Yeah. Uh, the it, Do they stink? <laughs> no. These are brand new ones. This isn't like um, it's not like a game used one. Um, they, these are ones that they uh, you know just brand new issued size twenty twos that he signs and they sell you know autographed only. Okay, awesome. Uh, by the way, do you mind sharing the retail value of that? One thousand dollars. Really? So thousand bucks. That's a pretty cool item though. Yeah. In a case, oh, but right now uh, statewide sale, fifteen percent off. So. How you guys that? do the math. There you nice, go. Nice. Autographs.com, the place to go to check it out and all the various items. We try to stay off the site right now because we don't want to see what might be out there <laughs> for, sure. for, for this game. But uh, that is probably – is that uh, uh, one of the most unique items you have in the store? Yeah, that's one of the ones that, like, you know, people, if they don't even know what it is, they'll be walking by and they'll kind of see it and it'll catch their attention. You know, jerseys and baseballs and basketballs and footballs, they all kind of look the same, but that one definitely stands out. Yeah, very cool. Uh, what size shoe do you wear, by the way? Uh, 15 and 16. Was, how about uh, who you, who'd you play with that had the biggest shoe? Do you remember? I mean, I was up there, man. Nobody yeah. really sticks out to me. I remember there was this one dude, um, Cliff Gathers, who I trained with for the Combine out uh, of South Carolina. I think okay. he went sixth or seventh round. That kid had like a 17-size shoe. So, he was, yeah, he was a big, big 22 dude. size shoe for Shaq. It's insane, man. That like, is ridiculous. Like, you, you see that shoe, and then you that try to put it on foot. a human being, and you realize just how athletic and how impressive Shaquille O'Neal was. Because like, he's got flippers for feet. Well, yeah, man, but like, you, you see him fall sometimes, right? It's like in slow motion. It's like he's not getting back up. And I get that. It's fun to laugh at. But, dude, for as big as that dude was and his ability to move and just to be in condition to actually play a whole game, it's so impressive. All right, Martin Buckley, go change your diaper, man. Thanks. Uh, that was fun. Good item. Thanks, we'll try Martin. to do it again next week. 
Thanks, gentlemen. Let's do it. Y'all be safe. All right. You too. Uh, be well. Uh, that is Martin Buckley from Palm Beach Autographs. Check out palmbeachautographs.com. And uh, when everything opens back up, you can see him in the mall as well in the avenues. Mall, I have 15% sale going on right now. Fun little game we're playing. Nice job, Austin Lane, considering well, I screwed up the first two questions. You know what? It was a team effort, though, Brent, because the, the, the whole the last question did it for us because I was towards Michael Jordan. And then when you asked him, are you sure about that final answer? Yeah, we yeah. Said, well, he because said Shaq, he wanted again, to go back. You forget about Cle- When you think Shaq, you think 32. Correct. Right? You Correct. don't think 33 and 36. Like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know this numbers with those teams <laughs> You didn't know he played for the Celtics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shaq played for everybody. <laughs> for sure. Uh, all right, let's take a break. We come back. We'll wrap up the show uh quit you have a wrestling thought uh, also some more football thoughts coming out of today's uh pre-draft meeting with dave caldwell and doug marone it's on the way next on espn 690 uh i feel like you know cam cam has the cam went to the super bowl you know uh, he's a great guy i've been on cam for a minute now and like i say like i like i told uh some people that talk to me i talked to like there's no disrespect to Minshew. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to be, well, getting the best position that as a team that as we can win. You know, and uh, that's all that was about. You know, just uh, just a friendly, friendly competition because you know they bring out the best in people. I was actually surprised Leonard Fournette answered the question that way. I'm, I wasn't sure he even meant that when he tweeted the picture of Cam Newton a couple of weeks back. Yeah, but he kind of said, "Hey, competition's okay." So maybe it was more of a little bit of I'm not sure we're fully okay with. Gardner Minshew. I thought it was more like, hey, I'm buddies with Cam. I'm just going to kind of throw this out there and, and be the social media thing and kind of have fun because I'm Leonard Fournette and I like to joke around and have fun. Mm-hmm. No slight on Minshew, but he kind of described it like, hey, put some competition in the room. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I first saw the, you know, the the picture, that's what I interpreted as well. And so maybe there's other motives behind it. I don't know. I mean, maybe I kept putting the spot a little bit, and that's how we answered the question. But I don't put too much into that picture, okay? And I don't put too much into his comment either, man. Like, sure, go ahead and make it a competition if you want, but I would much rather see Andy Dalton and Jacksonville than I would Cam Newton. That's just me, though. Yeah, so, listen, all that stuff happens, and nobody cares mm-hmm. at the end of the day. I, 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 did, I think football players have tougher skin than that, you know, uh, thicker skin than that. I, I don't think that is bothersome too much. But I honestly did not – wasn't 100% convinced that would be the way he'd answer that question. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting that he did so on first take uh, today. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Coos back here on a Thursday. We spent a lot of time today talking about the draft and uh, Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell. We're going to talk a little bit more about the draft in just a minute. Uh, a couple of quick notes. Uh, a couple of local guys. Nathan Peterman signed his tender with the Raiders today, $2.1 million. David Sharp, $2.1 million uh, as an offensive tackle. Young men out of Providence, played at Fletcher, played for the Gators. Uh, both those guys have been working out, by the way, with Javon Wims here locally. I ran into them uh, recently down uh, in the Julington Creek area. So it's interesting to see all these guys home and a couple of the locals that play for now the Las Vegas Raiders. Also had a wrestling question. Yeah. To get in. So let's bring in Steven. He's been patient. Uh, called earlier in the show, but we asked him if he could even mind waiting until a little bit later. And uh, here we are on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. What's up, man? Hey, not too much. I uh, just want to let you know, Brent, I agree with your pick. Ah, thank earlier, you very much. Javon Kinlaw. I need to feel a little uh, better about myself. Thanks. <laughs> uh, no problem. Uh, before I ask my question, I want to say. You know, farewell to another WWE legend and Hall of Famer. We lost Howard Finkel today. Mm-hmm. And uh, my question for Austin is, I'm sure you already know, like, the buzz going with WWE about they've furloughed or let go of nearly 100 employees. 
there's like 17 people talent-wise and not including the ones that are injured that have just been let go. Yeah, correct, man. It's a, I mean, it's a bummer. <laughs> I mean, Vince killed himself putting all that money into the XFL. That bombed all the refunds for WrestleMania tickets. And he just had to make cutbacks and just randomly let a lot of people go. I mean, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, we just saw them on TV, like, what, two weeks ago in in WrestleMania, and they're just gone like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the first time in, like, history where someone has kind of appeared on WrestleMania and then, like, literally a week or two weeks later, uh, they've been, you know, terminated, uh, essentially. So, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously it's a tough time for a lot of people in professional wrestling. It's a tough time for them as well. Um, you know, as far as XFL is concerned, obviously with the COVID-19 outbreak, uh, that didn't help anything. And, and one could wonder if the COVID-19 thing never happened, how the XFL would still be doing right now. But obviously it is what it is. It, it happened. So they had to make a deal with it. And unfortunately, a lot of people lost their jobs because of just the, the landscape right now and the economy the way it is. Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate the call, man. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Does it seem a little – I get the XFL stuff, but, I mean, Vince McMahon's got – Billions of dollars, man. I mean, millions yeah. of millions. As a, is it hard to digest? Sixteen employees, I mean, especially some. I mean, yeah, it's it's hard to digest for sure because, you know, like Stephen said, some of those guys were actually really hard workers and were seen, you know, on TV every single week. So it's hard not to imagine them not being on TV anymore. And when you have guys like a Brock Lesnar, when you have guys like a Goldberg, who only work maybe realistically maybe 40 days out of the year brent and they're making millions upon millions of dollars um i think it's hard to stomach a little bit especially when you know wrestling fans have been very adamant saying they want to see new talent they want to see new things but you keep shoving down these old wrestlers whether it's brock lesnar undertaker whether it's um you know like goldberg like you shove the old guys down our throats you don't give the new guys a chance because you cut them so um i think that that leaves some wrestling fans frustrated but let's look at the bright side um, a lot of wrestlers got let go. All Elite Wrestling could be a great home for them. So I wouldn't be surprised if Tony Khan ends up signing at least four or five of these people um, to work with All Elite Wrestling. Yeah, it could be part of that shift yeah. uh, and help Tony out maybe exactly. uh, with AEW. All right, uh, let's end with some football here on the show today. We've talked a lot about it. Uh, we talked about Minshew. We talked a little bit about Fournette's comments today. We talked about uh, Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell in the trenches and how they feel about this draft. Talked about my mock draft pick of Javon Kinlaw on Golik and Wingo earlier this morning. And by the way, I'll have the 20th overall pick coming up on Monday's edition of Golik and Wingo on ESPN 690 at 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. I'll be at like 9 a.m. I hope not really like the 6 a.m. part. Uh, but uh, we'll continue to do that. And, and we're going to ask next week, by the way, you're going to do a fun thing this weekend. I won't tell everybody what that is yet. We'll tease that tomorrow. <laughs> well, yeah, I, mean, I, I but, guess we're going to do it. Is, is it official? We're well, gonna do you're going to do it because okay. you told me to do it. But okay. I also think there's so many sites that we can get mock drafts on yeah. and everybody can do one and you have fun doing it that I think next week we would like you to send us your best mock draft, your favorite one of how you think this should play out, could play out for the Jags. And well, we get to rip it or love it. Yeah. Love it or hate it. Yep. I don't know. Maybe we'll call it love it or hate it, sure. whatever it might be. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll do that next week. Also working on some guests for next week leading up to the uh, NFL draft. Uh, but before we do that, I've got an interesting one for you today. As Bold City Heating and Air uh, brings us the hot or cold draft stock. Mm-hmm. For players, and we've done a lot of the different positions and players specifically over the last couple of weeks. How about this? 
All the talk about defensive line and how it drops off. Even offensive tackle, maybe after four, how it drops off. Corners, Akuda, how far does it drop? Or after Henderson, how far does it drop? I know the answer to this is not receiver because there's so many of them, which means you can be a good receiver and still drop into the second round in this draft because teams might be like, I don't worry, I'll get that later. Mm -hmm. What position would you want to be in the 2020 NFL draft? For your stock to go up and you might get overdrafted. And overdrafted is never a great thing from a hype standpoint, but it can be a good thing from a money standpoint for yeah. a young prospect. Yeah. So what's what's your I mean, what do you what position would you rather be playing going into this draft? Man. Now listen, quarterbacks get overdrafted all the time. That's what I was going to say. Defensive yeah. line is obviously a position where, you know, name your guy who the third or fourth. Yeah. You know, even Epinesa from oh, Iowa mm-hmm. is an edge guy, but would he get overdrafted based on value because there's not a lot of them? Yeah. Okay. I, I see where we're going with this about question. Corners. I mean, the corners could get overdrafted in this, yeah. this deal because, again, the drop-off is, is potentially pretty significant in some eyes. So you're saying if I'm coming out right now, what position do I want to play to be overdrafted? Well, yeah. What position would you rather – where their stock is going to go higher and higher maybe than it even should be? Whew. That's a great question. Wish I would know about this one a little sooner. Um. So here's the problem. I, I want to say corner, right? Because every team needs a good corner, okay? And they're kind of a few and far between in terms of, you know, the, the, the top tier to the second tier. But the problem with corner is, man, even if you take one in the second round, even take him in the first round, to me, the, the cornerback position is probably the hardest to translate from college football to the pros, right? So that can kind of turn a lot of teams off a little bit unless you know it's going to be your guy. So with that being said, in this year's draft, man, I'm you know what? I'm gonna go I'm going cornerback. I really am. I was gonna go edge rusher, but I'm reminded of Clowney. I'm reminded of Yannick Ngakwe right now, not getting money. How much value right now is there at the edge rushing position? And keep in mind, not a very deep draft in terms of edge rushing. I think to me, the, the ultimate sign of if, if a team's going to go up and get their guy is Jordan Love. This is a small school guy, um, you know, who's had some moderate success last year, didn't put up his best numbers, but he, he checks all the boxes, especially in the, in, the, in the eras of Patrick Mahomes right now and being that dual threat guy, having, you know, that athletic kind of build. People are kind of infatuated, or at least it seems like from the outside, to Jordan Love. So to me, the ultimate thing is are you going to risk – Risk it for the biscuit with Jordan Love, a la like maybe Chicago did with Mitch Trubisky a couple years ago. And by ago. the way, there's a trickle-down effect. So it doesn't have to be just one guy, but it could be Jake Fromm that ends up moving up board sure. because of that. Could it be Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts, for you know, sure. Because it really looks like it might stop it, depending on how you feel about like an Anthony Gordon. Obviously, Washington State, Mike Leach, kind of the path that Minshew took. Yeah. But depending how you feel about that, I look at the quarterbacks and I'm like, okay, it stops at like seven of them for me. Other than that, I'm like, eh. I don't. If I was a team that wanted a young quarterback, I'm not sure I'd pick him before the fifth or sixth round uh, this time around. So that and, and quarterbacks always get overdrafted. But I think you could see defensive line and edge guys getting overdrafted. I think you could be offensive linemen always might get overdrafted. Although there was some hint today from Caldwell that there's some value in the second, third, fourth rounds. I think corner could be overdrafted. Tight end. It's a position we've Whoa. hardly talked about because. 
There's, there's not a lot of them. Yeah. So someone could take a chance at a tight end for sure. Like a Cole Komet, you yeah. know, the Harrison Bryant kid, I think, out of FAU. Yep, yep. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see. By the way, uh, that segment brought to you by Bold City Heating and Air. Uh, make sure if you have any emergencies with your AC unit, you give Bold City Heating and Air a buzz. Uh, 904-379-1648 or visit them at boldcityac.com. We'll have more for you on TV tonight, CBS 47 and Fox 30 with Action Sports Jacks. Back at it tomorrow. We're going to call it Jacksonville Sharks Day on Friday, but we'll talk a little bit of everything else as well to get you set for the weekend. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to ESPN 690. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.